Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. I guess I'm just excited about the new year, looking for ways to improve things. I'm hoping we can move away from the soapy relationshipy stuff and into bigger, fast-paced, self-contained escapades. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cinephiles. I'm Toski. I'm Tito. And we're with the crew. C-Mac. Ashcake Squiggle. Steve. All right, let's talk Hobbit. Does everyone remember? Because it was, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now that we saw it? I saw it twice. I remember not getting pancakes afterwards. I remember. I was very disappointed. We were rotted. That was terrible. I know, fucking, uh, we need to... (laughs) We need a jam, but apparently that OJ's Pizza is open 24 hours in Gregoire. What? Yeah. They, they do. No, they serve breakfast in the mornings. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah they're 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 <laughs> Would you like this, some Donier bacon? <laughs> we said we serve breakfast yes, hours. It's still really pizza. The, um, <laughs> Ooh, okay, this movie's been, well, I don't think it's been so much hyped, but like I remember seeing the trailer, I think Summertime was the first one, but it's been all over the news for the last two years. At one point, uh, uh, Del Toro was attached to it. He was going to direct. He was starting to make the whole creative process. He did um, work on the screenplay and a lot of the feature design. But some, what blocked it? Whatever blocked it, that, Del Toro went away for it. I don't, I'm not quite sure what had happened, but well, whatever it did happen, he left the project, and I think Peter Jackson Two things happened. Uh, Guillermo Del Toro uh, was involved in... Um, it's kind of like he had like this kind of moment where he, uh, he got fucked around a lot in the last couple of years because he was like... We're going to do um, – he wanted to do this kind of like movie based on an H.P. Lovecraft uh, book called um, Over the Something Mountain. And it's like basically – the short story is actually pretty awesome. Oh, it's like – Yeah, there was a movie there. Yeah, yeah. And the whole concept is like – so these guys go to like a voyage into the Antarctic, right? And they discover like – they're like in the coldest part of the Antarctic where there's all these mountains and shit. And uh, they find out that there's like these – fucked up this fucked up colony there right and it's like all these kind of like cone shaped spires like as if a civilization had lived there and like who could live here it's like freaking ice cold right and then like the whole thing is like they, they he gets lost in a cave and he encounters this fucking creature that's almost like this uh I, the best way to describe it is like this thing just full of tentacles and eyes that attacks him and he bar- barely escapes and he goes mad because of it, right? Because he couldn't, he couldn't believe what he could see, right? And so, like, they, they're flying away. And then as they're, the plane is flying out of the Antarctic, he looks. And then it's, like, I guess beyond this chasm, he saw a sight that made him completely lose his mind. And then, like, it ends there. But the whole idea is, like, the concept is about, like, some horrific ancient horror that exists on Earth. Something like that, yeah. And that's why that's why Guillermo del Toro actually was attached to uh, the Hellboy movies because he's a big fan of all that sort of Azeroth-type anthology. Oh, so what I'm getting at, sorry, was he wanted to do that movie, right? 
What ended up happening was Ridley Scott then did Prometheus, which I guess the script that he was working on was going to be something like that, where this ancient this ancient thing was going to be like the answer to mankind on Earth. And so, like then when when uh, uh, Prometheus was being developed, I guess he had read the script and he's like, "Fuck!" So he got he he he's like, "Okay, well, I guess I'll move on." So then he moved on to um, to uh, a Hobbit, a Hobbit, yeah. Hobbit. And then through the production of The Hobbit, he was just kind of like, well, I'm hoping this other thing comes through. And sure enough, Pacific Rim came yeah, through. So Which is interesting. But and Pacific Rim is apparently some of those ideas are incorporated into well, it. Well, the so. thing is with Pacific Rim that kind of hypes me up is that he was only brought on as a producer. And when he started working on the project, he's like, I want to direct it. Yeah. So I think that just ups and, that And meanwhile, um, Peter Jackson... He always wanted to do Hobbit as well, but he didn't want to direct it because he knew um, it would be a lot of work. Because, I mean, the, the Lord of the Rings took 10 years of his, his life, life, right? So he's he like, I'll produce, a lot of <laughs> I'll produce it, but I'm not going to direct it, right? So, and that's when Guillermo Lotaro left, then he's like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess, guess I'll do it myself. Done this much work. But I, I just remember yeah. seeing an interview after interview where he was just like, something was going on where he's like, I just want to get my movie made. And, uh, so yeah, like there was some obviously there were some issues there of him trying to get it. I think at one point, didn't New Zealand not want it filmed there? I believe so. I find that hard to believe. No, something, no, something, something happened. No, there was something some happened. About it was unions. Something to do with unions. Yeah. He wasn't going to yeah, New Zealand. All oh, right, there was like uh, a New strike. Zealand, yeah, yeah. The New Zealand and Australian actors. Guild, yeah, yeah, and fronted up against them. He wasn't going to use them or something like that. He wasn't, yeah, yeah, he wasn't going to use New Zealand or Australian actors for a lot of no, which which makes sense because (laughs) if you look at the movie, it's like so much CGI in it, and and all the work for the New Zealand actors that a lot of the Lord of the Rings had was like all the Aborigine people that played the orcs. So, Mm -hmm. the um, so. We heard about this a lot of times, and then I think, like, what was it, a year and a half ago (laughs) that obviously Del Toro said he's done, or maybe two years ago now, and Jackson said it's his movie, and away away he goes. So we've been obviously hearing about this movie for the longest time, but it it took forever for a trailer to come out, and finally got to see a trailer, I think, at the start of this year. And when that first trailer came out, it was still two parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even True. then, he was like two parts, and now they've broken it up into three, which I don't think was a wise move. Honestly. I can make I another three hundred million dollars in pocket. Yeah, we're making three. Like I, I get why they did it, <laughs> but I, I, I just think it's it was silly and kind of stupid because now you're just kind of like putting shit that. Well, yeah, it to seems to me that like it's following a trend. It's certainly not the first movie to be broken bigger, up into parts. But bigger is not always better, though. There's been some really big blockbuster movies that have taken that route, like uh, Harry Potter and Twilight come to mind first off. So clearly, it makes Back sense to the Future did it the first first time, mm-hmm. part two and three. Yep. Well, and the original two Supermans were filmed together, even though yep, they didn't really release the second one until the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say is that uh, it just seems like. I don't know if it was if it was a studio influence kind of thing or if it was like the fans want it, so we'll give them what they want and also I like, make a whole bunch of money at the same time. But I like how it's going to be a case study, for giving a book what people say because when the first Harry Potter came out, you're like, oh, well, they fucking left this out, and the Lord of the Rings, one book, one movie, one book, one movie, one book, one movie for the three of them. Yeah, like you left out Tom Bombadil, you left out this, you left. So I think this will be. It a was good totally case broken study. up into different spots, you know. What and, I mean? and, like, and, mm-hmm. But you know, what I mean, like this. I still of, to this day say that the part two tower should have ended with Shelob and Sam taking the ring. Well, I think that would have been the fucking. 
Was that yeah. the second book? The, that's the, how the second, second book ends, book, right? The second book is such, like, it's such a, like, that's this one fucked up. That's such a too. good way to fucking end a movie, too. Like, and, it ends the way the book ends, right? Yeah. Well, that's where the book ends. The movie doesn't. Uh, no. It was but you're right. The book ends there, right? with Sam taking the ring after yeah. he thought Frodo was dead. What better way to end a movie like that? But instead, for some reason, he popped into the third one to make it more epic, right? Give yeah. it a big opening, I guess. The um, mm. but obviously a lot of people. I got in an argument <laughs> at work too the other day where someone's like, "Well, Peter Jackson was put on the map by Lord of the Rings." I'm like, "Frighteners? Come on, no one's seen Frighteners." No, but that didn't mm. put him on the map though. Fuck you, well, What did he do before Lord of the Rings though? Uh, what's CGI in that movie? So uh, his, the big movie that actually <laughs> got him noticed for uh, uh, Western audiences was um, Beautiful Creatures. I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like a, a drama, pictures. and that was yeah. like, oh wow, this guy's really talented. And then he got brought in, and it, then he did the Frighteners. Mm-hmm. But like, I have a lot of admiration for Peter Jackson. He's very much a do-it-yourself type of director, and uh, yeah, it's just like he he makes the. Uh, I think am I wrong? Is he did voice one of the trolls? Didn't oh, he? We were talking about that. I didn't. I didn't yeah. ever. Check it out. sounded just like him though. Like oh, right that kind of like yeah. goofy voice he does yeah. in uh, Bad Taste and yeah. all that. Yeah. So, but um. Yeah, no, I mean, the movie is competent. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, I, it's yeah. very entertaining to watch. It's but the, is my... Yeah, idea. holy shit, man. If, if I were the editor on that, I would have been like, really, do we have to keep this? Because, like, I'm bored, and I'm editing this thing. <laughs> I've been walking for two well, hours. It's one of the uh, issues that my buddy Riley ha- uh, had Love with it, it. and, he, like, me and him have been, since we were growing up, like, crazy about Lord of the Rings and everything to do with the books, before the movies were even, like, a whisper. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was very curious to see what he was going to think because uh, if things differ from the original source material too much, he's just stereotypically just does not like it nine <laughs> times out of ten. And he's not sorry. He's not one of the trolls, by the way. Oh, really, uh, Peter? In the Hobbit, uh, Jackson plays one of the dwarves escaping from the the, the mountain after Smog. Is oh, dead. cool! We're all going to look for him now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He looks like a little dwarf. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I forget. I lost my train of thought. Uh, 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 that your friend's opinion of the movie. Riley. Oh, yeah, Riley's opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was just Riley. <laughs> moments that, uh, that seemed ridiculous uh, to him were things like people falling like down cliffs for. for um, 30 seconds or a minute. 30 seconds, yeah. right, bumping in rocks, this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, oh, and then they just get up just fine. Oh, yeah, that's that's perfect. And uh, Gandalf coming to the rescue like one, Twice. two, three, yeah. four, five, six times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, but that was a kind of trend in the book as well, though. It was, yeah. Like, he kind of, like, saves them on a few occasions. Visually, but, I think that there was so much that was regurgitated from Lord of the Rings as well. Mm-hmm. Which, in one way, makes sense, the especially for the first one. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the walking. That's like the uh, honest trailer for uh, an epic of I think, walking. I think it it's was walking. you walking. who was like, well, there goes a really good like tourism advertisement for New Zealand. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. hell yeah, sweeping yeah, shots. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Another exclamation point there. It was. Um, <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying it's totally bloated. It's a big movie. It was. It, it could have been two parts at like two and a half hours each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm very interested to see how this third part is gonna gonna shape up. This third part they're releasing in the summer well, of 2014. Already so. done like over half the book too. Because mm. like the book. See, I never read the book. That's the ends. Well, he's got small. what they got the spiders, forest um, elves. Th- then they're in the town, right? Yep. Yeah. Then smog, and then the battle they, of the five iron armies. Town, right? Yeah, the sea town when they get in the barrels. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, they skip through the barrels. And then, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. From a guy, like, I went into it, like, I absolutely love Lord of the Rings. I remember watching, like, Fellowship. I remember seeing all of them opening night. And I was just mind-blown. And I seriously loved even the extended editions of, of the movies even more, right? But this one I found was so slow-paced 
in the middle of intense action scenes. And I mean, it's funny because I think per- it's because you've seen the, it's there's not the, the I think the a big appeal from the original Lord of the Rings is there was something on the screen that no one had seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was this this huge fantasy adventure. And now you're just like, well, they're fighting three trolls. I'm like, yeah, well, well huge army uh, it's funny because so. <laughs> Brody wanted to be on this podcast. So I'm just going to regurgitate what uh, me, the conversation me and him had last night is uh, I think I went in expecting a lot. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're expecting too mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings was an epic tale. They're trying to save the world, right? Like it, it's over. They're trying to get rid of this ring that's going to kill everybody if it goes in the wrong hands. Like that's just an epic story, right? Mm-hmm. Like even the low parts of Fellowship, like that fucking count was intense. You know what I mean? They're all yelling yeah. at each other. Like even the low slow parts of the first th- of the first trilogy of the three movies. Yeah, like you can feel was slow, the but you, there was still tension. The you're pulling movies. the scale back, this, and in doing so, mm-hmm. the yeah. expectation has to also be pulled. Like back. Like when right? Boromir tried to take the ring, like that's all epic shit. There's oh a, there's yeah, there's a real buildup to the scale. Literally, the, the Hobbit too, story. It's some dwarves trying to get their home back, and mm-hmm. once again, you know I mean, the there's, no, there's no. But I mean, I guess the there's dragon, to be fair. But no, but yeah, but at the same time, like they, they. Um, With that said, they haven't made that out yet. Like as a person that hasn't read the book, this dragon doesn't seem that intense right now. He seems like a he's fucking a, prick he's, he's for a, taking over their house. Yeah, he's, he's asleep under he's, a pile he's, of he's gold. This, yeah, like he's this kind of looming threat though, which I kind of dug that they didn't show him. Yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. Right, yeah, you've got no idea what he is yeah. size like, size wise, like shape. Doesn't nothing. like birds apparently. So yeah, yeah. But um, oh god, I thought was it was funny how the uh, the part of the omen that was written on Thorin's uh, map was the thrush by the gray stone, and that's where the mm-hmm. eagles dropped them off at the very end. Because one of them's like, oh, it's another raven, and uh, Thorin or, or Gandalf, I forget which, is saying, no, that's a thrush. Mm. And it's flying towards the mountain and everything. I'm like, oh, that's a good omen. I, I believe the worst is behind us. And it's that same fucking bird that goes and grabs that snail and wakes the dragon up. And you're like, you're yeah. a fucking bad omen. Yeah. You shitty little bird. Yeah. Uh, you shit disturber. So the, the one thing I wanted to add to what you said is Hobbit was, in my opinion, written more as a child's book. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot Absolutely. of people are expecting Lord of the Rings. I read Lord of the Rings before the movies came out. Those books are adult-oriented. Yeah, There's lots of sub-layers. There's a lot of... Levels in it. Tolkien wanted people to grow up with his books, right? And the Hobbit was it's it's an awesome story. It's Hobbit or uh, dwarves trying to get their house back, but there's a lot of other things going on. But and it's the it's written ring, childish. Right? Like a lot of people are saying, well, how did trolls get dumber into Lord of the Rings? It's like you're you're almost comparing yeah, yeah. two different universes mm-hmm. of Lord of the Rings because the trolls and the Hobbit are. Humorous, they are kind of that clumsy, for, goofy. Well, they can speak, right? And that's another well, and, element. And, and in the other one, they just would have just ripped him in half and ate his fucking gut. In, Done. Like in, the book, in, that would, that's what would have happened. The book has those. At least what's shown in the first movie, the book has those two really integral scenes of like wit. That's that's the whole yeah value of bringing Bilbo along is that mm-hmm. he's got more wits than any of the dwarves mm-hmm. altogether, and even Gandalf. Because he's the one that figures out how to trick the trolls. I also outwit did like them. one he's little the one that outwits. So the trolls, yeah. the trolls are smarter in Hobbit than in Lord of the Rings. They're just portrayed smarter. Well, well yeah, they can speak. I, I honestly wonder. If Those scenes were, were excellent. Like that troll scene, I thought was the awesome. troll scene was yeah. probably my favorite. The, uh, the like, don't get me wrong. Like, everyone says, "Tony, why did you hate the movie so much?" Like, I don't. I didn't hate the movie. I, I'm glad we went. I'm glad we went on opening night. I wouldn't have it any other fucking yeah, way. Exactly. The um, <laughs> it's, like the troll scene was awesome. I just thought it got got really really slow at points. Right. Yeah. I had a point that I was just about to bring up that I can't remember what it was. Um, I'll keep talking. I guess. Yeah. I was going. The to trolls say- was really good scene. Like that. Like it was that. That part was really good. 
uh, what did you guys think of them integrated into Fellowship, like literally the first scene into Fellowship? Boom. That was so well done. Yeah. I was yeah. like, they put, yeah, they put like the that. wrong one on the reel. <laughs> what the fuck's going yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> Especially how we all kind of, like, we're uncomfortable. Like, do is this just a cameo from uh, Frodo, yeah. from mm-hmm. Elijah Wood? Or is this, and then, no, 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 it really refilmed new scenes to fit into that first mm-hmm. opening scene. But, um, let's, let's, let's uh, dissect that a little bit. Let's talk about the fact that in Fellowship, because I watched the, rewatched the trilogy in Fellowship, Gollum specifically screams out Shire Baggins. He never says Shire. He does. He does. Uh, when I watch it the second yeah. time, I listen he for does. it. He says it really quick. He's like, "I'm Mr. Baggins from the Shire." Mm-hmm. Really? Does he? Yep. Yeah. I swear. He does. It's in there. Because yep. that was okay. That, oh, that was the other thing I was going to mention. The troll scene was awesome, and the fucking riddle scene. I wish that was two and a half hours. I can watch that. Forth, that should. I, I can watch Andy Circus as Gollum. By the way, what's in my pocket isn't a Okay, well, let's, let's not get <laughs> overboard on that. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the character, but like, there's there's such thing as too much of a good thing as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the, I think it's, it's really the same reason why I hate all the pirate movies, except for the first one. All, all Depp all the time? Yeah, mm-hmm. all depo. I'm like, I get it. You're fucking hilarious. Get the fuck off the screen. <laughs> like, but yeah, uh, okay, yeah, obviously that's an exaggeration. Yeah. But, but I love that scene. Yeah, that scene no, was awesome. I think I think it was the that perfect amount. Should have been just the third the perfect act. sprinkle. Yes, mm-hmm. not that fight. Yeah, with the, yeah, the third. The third that should have been the the third act uh, with, uh, and that could, that w- that should have been uh, a pretty long scene too. Well, so. they they left the issue with the, I forget, forget the name now, but the the defiler, the orc, the pale orc, yeah, the yeah. pale orc. They left that still open-ended like that mm-hmm. is going to be resolved in the next movie or maybe even the third yeah who knows um how they're gonna yeah. pace they meet in the battlefield but still like they that that they opened that book up again right at the end after they escaped the the um, what is it that's not moria that they go into again is it no no it's not moria because moria it uh yeah. they, they reference <sighs> some sort of earlier. they're they're in the goblin kingdom when they're in that cave yeah, yeah. but then the goblins invade moria for before the fe- before fellowship happens. Okay, okay. In fact, exactly. uh, uh, what's his name's um, one of the th- one of the dwarves dies in Moria. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Yeah, um, the king. No, Thorin. No, not Thorin. No, no. no, no. Oh, oh, one of those dwarves. Oh, like, but I, one of yeah, those yeah. dwarves dies in Moria. Uh, I want to say something like that, but yeah, it's like you know that he's like this is the last. You yeah. remember he's reading the book? It's one of the dwarves. I I want balance sounds like it should be. It should be it, but yeah, I know it's not Gloin, which is Gimli's dad. But I like, I, and that's actually something I want to see in the movies is them kind of like because you know how Bilbo's writing it, right? Maybe at the end of the third one, he's writing the fate of each of the dwarves after their adventure, after the fact, and that yeah. would essentially because having known because okay, it, it, he wouldn't have. He would have said that. Oh, what's his name? Went to Moria, right? The the you know the 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 dwarf cave of Moria, yeah. or whatever. So, but um, my whole chip on it would would have been it would have been cool had because doesn't he finish the book after? No, he finishes the book at the at Elrond's right? Rivendell. Yeah, Rivendell. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, gives, he gives it to him, right? off. Actually, no, he didn't finish it. Frodo finishes it. Yeah. Okay. Frodo so maybe yeah. So there you go. Maybe that could because that's what he gives Frodo the, the, the end there. before they yeah. go on that ship to. Kingdom Come or wherever so, uh, Well, the, it's a con- away yeah, from yeah. the main continent yeah. of Middle Earth. It's the Promised Land, basically, though. The um, but like I said, I, I, I love watching the Smeagol scene. I think that should have been the end of the movie. There was a couple of continuity things. Like one was the Shire, but you said he reset it off the second watch. So we'll, he definitely we'll take did. that one. I hope so because that would have been a big it. problem. But like uh, just a, a casting of Bilbo. 
like obviously he was in the he's, same. He was like great. it was such a good uh, with, with fellowship. I wish he would have done it in the Hobbit, where, it, where he literally like he looks, he's feeling around, and he's like, "What's this? Oh, a ring!" And then you hear uh, "Lost" oh, behind yeah, him, right? right? That was in Fellowship. Not how it went down no. in in, mm. in Hobbit, and that's just what bugged me. Like I mean, I, the, that doesn't I, bug me at all actually. because no, it's it, a different actor entirely. But mm-hmm. see, like well, the actor thing, I can get over. Like I don't, and, do and, and on top of that, I don't they want him sh- to go back and friggin' George Lucas it and no, true. recut Fellowship with footage of uh, no. They could have sh- shot. Why can he not have Gollum's point of view though? Why? Yeah. Like, why can he not have watched him. Fellowship and be like, let's match this up? Which he obviously did. I think he did pretty close. So why? Why only get ninety eight percent when you go hundred? Hmm. Because the reason for it is the fact that he fi- the, the, in fact fellowship is that the part that actually fucked it up because there's the moment between him finding the ring to Gollum realizing it's lost that's when the riddles happen right yeah. so whereas fellowship it's just like oh look a ring it's lost and it's yeah. like there's no in between there good right good point um Death. Oh, oh, I, uh, I, I have, I have no doubt that the, you'll have Andy Serkis return as Gollum for the second and third one of the Hobbit as well. I was, that ever, was that ever a hmm? debate? Well, in the books, that's oh, it. He's done in the book. Oh, in yeah. the book, that's it. He's only yeah. in that one scene, right? Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll chase though. Yeah. He'll follow. He'll, he'll, yeah, he'll. Be. And maybe that'll be it's like hilarious. how he comes into uh, contact with. The Mordor armies, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how he was captured, captured, yeah, and how they get onto Baggenshire. The um, well, the, the, it was interesting how they were kind of the Witch King and the sword. The I want to see more about the Ring the Race. Uh, I think that's not the cards. The ship has sailed. Huh? What no, the not the ship has sailed. I'm, I'm just like this is again where the movie's bloated. It's like who the fuck cares, man? I know this shit is coming. Why the hell do you have to dwell on it? Like, why do you have to overexplain shit? I th- well. <laughs> That, uh, I know this is coming. I, I know, know they're going to drop the ring well, like, what, What's the point? You know, you know what's retarded about it is they're foreshadowing something that everyone in the audience already knows is going to happen. So, what's is the, that point, not of the point of the prequel? <sighs> no, not really. You know what the story is, but no, because it's because it's not a pre- it. the, the Hobbit's not technically a prequel. Like the only real thing that el- the elements that are prequel is the fact that Bilbo finds the ring. And they did that. Okay, no, yeah, it's about them going. Yeah, okay, and, and, enough, and it's enough. taking okay, away from the story itself. The more they focus on the Lord of the Rings, right? Because again, it's just like it's it, like you were saying. That's a really like, good point. You're scaling it back, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're just like fucking Tito. He's right. You got a good point. <laughs> well, no, it, it, but it's true though. It's like oh, we got to face a dragon, <laughs> but there is a bigger threat go, uh, coming. That you probably already saw, <laughs> and not just saw, but saw through. Like I mean, the, the only the only Peter Jackson. The only we thing, won Academy Awards for you. The, might have already the heard only thing Richard. that they were missing was literally during when Elrond and uh, uh, Saruman Fuck, and Gandalf are sitting in the table, all three of them just looking at the camera and going. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> a greater threat than fucking breathes with lady some Lush sort of necromancer fucking yeah, the camera the camera just pans over to yeah. Saruman <laughs> <laughs> no see the necromancer I missed that because they say that there's a, uh, there's rumors of a powerful necromancer yeah. and then Saruman's immediately like well I think that's who's on trial here yeah, that's funny. Gandalf's <laughs> crazy and old. He's been smoking too much weed. Okay, let's go into the spiders. Let's go What's to the that? front. You're friends with that brown guy. Yeah. Oh, I was going to oh, say. Let's yeah. talk about the brown Gandalf lizard. the gray scared of some spiders. Oh, yeah. We live in fucking Middle Earth. Like, <laughs> we got better things to worry about than spiders. Well, let's talk about fucking shithead. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey. It was never in any of the books. I thought, honestly, when I saw the previews, I thought that was Tom Dabalbidi. They were going to well, incorporate yeah. him somehow. In the trailers, I totally thought. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, he's tied to the earth. But he's tall yeah, and lanky. No, he's just some crazy asshole wizard. He's got <laughs> shit on his head. <laughs> so he's not in the books at all. He is. Uh, he's mentioned, but he's okay. not. He's if not, you yeah. take a closer look at the shit on his head, there was nothing actually, written about shit on his head. It's moss and bark that's growing out of the side of his face. The white bird shit. The yeah. white shit. It's well, moss. It's, no, it's, it was bird shit. No, that was bird shit. When you take, yeah. No, no. I saw some of the. I saw the bark and all that, but I'm talking about the side that had the bird shit on it. No, no but the bird shit was like coming, like it was. And tr- the bird as it went down his head, it was like transforming into bark was, and then yeah. into his face. Like it, was, it was like that terrible. shit's great for your hair, man. <laughs> it was like Pirates of the Caribbean with the like well, it's, it's, it's barnacles coming out. Yeah, yeah. Like because he's got a he's literally got a bird's nest on his head. And what what the fuck do birds make their nests out of other shit. than yeah. twigs and dirt and shit? <laughs> yeah, I just thought right. it was. I think I think someone could have gotten a little bit more creative with that choice. Well, do you see the fucking blue Let's wizards shit. or what? Uh, no. In fact, I don't know. Well, obviously, it's not in The Hobbit. I was there with you, but no, I'm just <laughs> saying. The, like, that resurrection scene with the hedgehog was, like, more epic than any of the resurrection Yeah, that was kind of like, fucked any up. Of Transformers movies so I'm far. like, what? Yeah. why is this hedgehog important? <laughs> it's like that big, weird He was weird so moment important. Give him space. Blue crystal and, like, sucking the darkness out of Sebastian. <laughs> He's even got a name. Yeah. <laughs> Give him some air. What's well, it, what's, what's next? Like, after this, like ten years from now, it's all like right, right, Sebastian. Right. It's like a new trilogy. Leading <laughs> that moment, beefed up fucking TMNT style hedgehog. <laughs> okay, so um, who was who was Sebastian? Unexpected oh, wizard about the hair sleigh. Who was freaking out about that hair oh, sleigh? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's got the sleigh of bunny rabbits. Once like. again. This is the filler. They needed some These filler. They got to make the connection of how we're going to introduce the necromancer and the spiders, right? Yeah. Got to make them quick so you can. Because why were the spiders coming There's out of no his house? The, I think the them. spiders are foreshadowing towards the spider scene that's going to happen. But why uh, were they after his house? Though I don't. No, well, the, it's the darkness taking over the forest, uh, and he yeah. essentially is what's keeping the oh, forest right, alive. Oh, right, because the forest is dying. Like, yeah, there's yeah. like the forest oh, they're is eating them. They're eating the mushrooms that are killing them, which still feels question. Yeah, which which still kind of feels stupid because of the fact that doesn't that really happen until uh, doesn't that like in the Lord of the Rings don't they just say that the, the forest hates visitors but remember like well the fucking like, ends well, they talk about how the forest name has changed to Mirkwood and that there's weird things and on the yeah. maps there's like there be spiders and all that <laughs> there be yeah. spiders yeah. and shit um, <laughs> it literally says that I there think, be spiders I think they needed to <laughs> create not small ones either. a little bit more tension through The Hobbit because like Christian was saying earlier it's a, so, essentially yeah. a and children's novel there's not enough adult yeah. like yeah. tension but you know what I, I kind of so get... it's like oh no the darkness is coming and taking over the forest like freaking yeah, out yeah but like I mean I guess it doesn't matter in the sense of like once again are they trying to to distill the fucking badness like once again more Lord of the Rings foreshadowing probably but uh, what, I, what I was going to mention was just the fact that, like, I've, it was an interesting choice, and it is paying off because the movie is doing well in the box office. But Fuck, I thought I thought they would have wanted to um, gear this one more towards the child audience. But it's, it's definitely not. You watch it, and there's, like, child elements. Like, Whoa. that whole troll scene works for a child audience. Mm-hmm. But then you got that scene in Rivendale where they're just sitting there for five minutes fucking talking bullshit. Ten yeah, but fucking the, yeah. But, <laughs> the troll scene... Oh, go ahead. Uh, the, like... The, the reason that I think they couldn't really gear it towards a child audience, even though it is a children's book, is because they did Lord of the Rings first. And what? How old were we when it's Lord of the Rings Because of fuckers like you two. I'm pointing to Totsky and Tito. <laughs> if this was a kids movie, you guys would have lost you your shit. You guys would have been pissed off. I 
Because we. <laughs> oh yeah. I would. <laughs> You would have. You would have lost. I would have lost it. I would have. I would have been fine I want, with it. You would have seen shit on his head. You wouldn't have. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wish we didn't see shit on his head. I like. I wanted more closure for Lord of the Rings, and I know it's an opener for Lord of the Rings, but like it's after, so they really need to appeal to the audience who loved Lord of the Rings in the first place, which is us. It's the whole Star Wars debate all over again. Yeah. Well, no, hang on. Like fucking without talking about Star Wars. No. Well, I think you can't go home. You can't go home again, yeah, and that's the thing. Never can't go home again. Yeah, and like the, like it's the same problem that the original, the uh, the new trilogy for Star Wars had, is that you know it's like well everyone's gonna watch it anyway, so let's do you know George Lucas is like Anything. let's talk about but, politics but, <laughs> and taxation and trade routes. The uh, I don't know like with the new <laughs> with the new Star Wars, I got more lost in the mythos of the Jedi Order than I ever did with uh, with right, the. the the Rebel Alliance in the first trilogy. You know what I mean? <laughs> here's, here's, here's where I got I interested. Even said, without no, talking no, about no. Star Wars. And the moment, the moment that the moment that you started explaining you the Jedi Order or not, it took away the magic. I hate Jedi's now, honestly. What? Yeah, I used to be. I used to be like, that Jedi's are so awesome. Blah blah blah. Now I'm like, man, bounty hunters are where it's at. <clears throat> Oh, fuck it. Bounty hunters and like smugglers. Bullshit. Seriously, what? Han Did Solo is now. I used what? to. I used to be a Luke Skywalker guy. Now it's Han Solo. Why? Because Luke Skywalker belongs to like a fucking order of assholes. See, I was always <laughs> about Obi Wan. You know Kenobi. what else is a cool order? Dwarves from Hobbit. True. Are we going to save this? Are we going to save this debate for the so, fucking? Uh, that's why I said without seven. talking. Sorry. Isn't, isn't that interesting? Now has anyone? No one's done the whole Israeli uh, uh, parable on uh, the Hobbit yet. Hey. No. Yeah, because like come on, they're they're, the pe- they're a group of people they, that have lost their land, and they're they're trying to get it back. They're trying right? to get it back. It's like they've, Israelites. They've li- they 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 draw, draw a parallel in that scene where Bilbo's talking to. Um, oh, now I can't remember the dwarf's name, but the one who's guarding the cave before they fall into mm-hmm. the Goblin Kingdom. After that. Now that I've seen it the second time, pretty ridiculous giant rock. rock yeah, but but fight. that speech is good though, where but he's the, like, the, "I want to go home," and yeah. he's, and then he's like, "Yeah, I understand." I, when there's that sort of moment yeah. where he and, and then is and, empathetic finally. And, yeah, exactly. And at that point, he's like, "Okay, I'm I'm in this. I actually I I get." That why was they my want favorite se- line yeah. in the movie is when he uh, comes back uh, after pulling the ring off because he's you know mm-hmm. he's dropped on what the. Um, Thorin thinks of yeah, and, and yeah. thinking that that he took off, he took his first opportunity. And then he shows up and he's like, "You know what?" I it, I do think about home. I am homesick. I was never a hero. I was never an adventurer. I do belong there. Yeah, sorry. It, you know, does but you guys my home. You, at least I have, but a, I have home. a home, and you don't, so I will try and help you if as I can. As much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great line. But I, I, it reminded I, me of, um, I will take the ring to Mordor, though I do not know yeah. the way. Very similar. Well, yes. one other, no, I do not know the way. One other thing, though, is just the... Thorin didn't need to like the rule of three applies to comedy not drama you know where he's like where he's like oh you you yeah. hobbit you blah 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 and then he's like and you know how it's gonna end he's gonna be like oh you totally redeemed you yourself you motherfucker totally <laughs> <laughs> redeemed yourself just when I think you can't get any dumber Lloyd <laughs> Yeah, but that's exactly it. And, but but like in in, in retrospect, I, I look at that scene and I'm like, couldn't he have just like hugged him and embraced him as a brother or some shit? Like they didn't need to do that for the third time. Yeah, they I did like how they with his angry voice. Yeah, I did like how um, the whole thing about how he is their rightful king and he's like working. He's working to kind of like make ends meet, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense that like they've all been displaced mm-hmm. from their home. Well, he's trying to get us, and then he says, also, "You've given us a good life. Like we've yeah. got a living. Do we really need to go and do this?" Yeah, but like it, it's also uh, one other he thing does. is the relationship between uh, the dwarves and the elves 
is getting solidified there why dwarves hate elves, mm. right? Well, and it also it also goes to show assholes. Well, no, yeah, it also <laughs> goes to show about why humans and, and that scene it's in so Elves hilarious. are the mean girls of the Middle Earth. <laughs> well, no, like why that scene in Helm's Deep was so was so good too, right? Like I'm assuming yeah. because they ditched the elves, everyone's just like, oh, the elves, the plastics. <laughs> elves can't be trusted whatsoever. Well, it's and not just that, but the Lord of the Rings does a good a good job of basically saying that like alliances don't mean anything anymore and that's why the that's fellowship why even in the in the first one he says he's like you guys aren't bound by your word or honor to honor this Help. fellowship any further but, than you will. yeah and if, yeah and that's what makes it so meaningful the fact that they stick together regardless of that and right? even when the fellowship breaks they yeah, i mean they, all those who live still fight mm-hmm. towards well they only lost who did they break. lose they lost one guy yeah he was a dick anyway. Douchebag! Well, <laughs> for, for faltering. Yeah, and his brother kind of redeemed, redeemed himself. Well, yeah. No, he, no, he uh, saved the Faramir fucking... Faramir redeems his brother and his family, right? Yeah. Who did he save? Uh, no. His oh, fucking dad. Oh, no, Aragorn, <laughs> sa- Aragorn <laughs> saved fucking Boromir. Um, <laughs> he, not saved him, but no, he's yeah. about to get decapitated by that fucking yeah. white orc. Or all of a sudden, our Aragon decks him, or yeah, Orokai. Well, no, before he dies, he he acknowledges. Uh, uh, he gives him the as horn, king. but no, he gives the yeah. horn to warn him too that they were coming. The um, but no, like the, that scene in Helm's Deep, which is one of my favorite scenes out of all the original trilogy. I fucking love that. But they were so shocked that the elves came to help, and you're like, why the fucking everyone hate the elves? And all of a sudden, you're finally getting more backstory. <laughs> which I might get dirt on my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to. I want to bring up something that Steve mentioned. Is there I just conditioner say in Mordor? In. Oh, no, I have <laughs> the rock giants. Like, it's very the what? Rock, rock giants. Yeah, the fighting pointless. rock giants. Yeah, that was okay, one of the. So the five of us are going on an adventure. We're being chased. Whatever the scenario, we start climbing up the side of a mountain. Do you think you'd notice a five hundred foot tall rock giant fighting another five hundred tall foot tall rock giant? Especially, yes. especially not since in a thunderstorm. In a thunder... Uh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a thunderstorm, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was happening in the midst of a storm, but it wasn't thunder. It was like... like, Rock fight! We're climbing up the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. I want to read that script. It's like Peter and I is like, Rock fight. Totally. Storyboard. so awesome, guys. (laughs) Rock fight. They're like, when you're filming, it's like, okay, guys, rock fight today. Everyone's against the green screen. The fuck are we doing? Looks scared. Looks scared. Giant. And they're throwing rocks at each other. So if if (laughs) Ian McKellen's like, uh, (laughs) you can see some of the like expression on the rocks too, because they're just like tossing. I didn't know if they were having fun or pieces of them each other. They're tossing pieces of themselves at each other. Well, it's so funny that one dwarf is like, the legends are true. It's like, what fucking legends, man? Thanks, thanks for the pre-story. Like, where did that come from? It'd be awesome if it was like that's the next trilogy. There should have been fun. Should have been a. There should have been a. There should have been a big twist where they, no 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 what what that should have been was five movies. they're about to get killed by the rock monsters yeah. and then they wake up and there's there's sound in the cave and it's like just like a nightmare or whatever or maybe they're like there was I don't know the cave has some sort of that fucking mushrooms cool. that are emitting a pheromone that's kind of like you know and that causes them to get. Dis, uh, disoriented, disoriented and then into the goblin. Yeah. yeah, by the goblins. That does actually. It's a way better lead. You're welcome. Way better <laughs> Peter Jackson. Yeah. Um, so, but, okay, so no, if you didn't notice them walking up, imaginary okay, rock, yeah. if you didn't notice them walking up, and nobody's seen rock giants in a long time that they're claimed as legends, which yeah. means you have to go through a few generations of story for it to become yeah. a legend. 
<laughs> Why does randomly, while somebody's climbing over their knee, do they decide to just start fighting each other instead of be like, instead of being like, <laughs> and but they don't even them, seem to notice like, them though at all, even when they're like, on literally each other. those. Those are my most hated. They were already. Fighting. They're not even like a protagonist. They're just like no, an it's obstacle, like a plot device. Like, it doesn't make it. it, it, it and just, it's a terrible I, plot device. I can see how it works. Literally, how are we going to get the group into the cave? They to literally make the just made like king. a fantastic, and that even yeah. incorporates the rock giants. Yeah, you could have had the rock. You could have had your cake and eat it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Peter Jackson. You're, you could have had your rocks and thrown them too. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. What do we do with this? You're my host. Uh, no, but it was pretty bad. That's that's yeah, one of my. It just comes out of nowhere. The goblin yeah. king. The goblin scene was pretty good though. The goblin. Yeah, king. The, the goblin fight king scene. The fight scene where they're getting out of there. I love the nimbleness of the dwarves. The fight scene. How they work together. Yeah. It's not just like everybody's running. It's like they set that up and foreshadowed it with the fucking love it. Oh yeah, and the Bilbo's very much gone. I love him. Interesting. And then they finally them, notice, yeah. yeah. For yeah. Them, yeah. Which actually, which kind of plays on but the fact that... But that plays on the fact that why they put him not... into the group, or the fact that... A I, I love how he just scene. stops yeah. and just, like, yeah. hunkers down. Yeah. People and then one of the run around like, oh, what are you do? Okay, perfect. I'm going to keep going. And it's going. the details, yeah. too. Like, every time that Gandalf saved the day, or he would get him out of a jam, it was just like, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, he's counting everyone and forget. He did it twice, and I'm like, that's the kind of continuity you want, because how the fuck do you keep track of 14? Yes, 14 Thirteen, right? And they want thirteen the 14th plus. Person. Oh, they yeah. never mentioned that in the movie, though, because in the book, the reason that they want a fourteenth is bad to travel. because they dwarves mm. don't travel in a pack of thirteen. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's bad. Oh. especially on such a fool's errand. Yeah. Um, the positives, is, like I said, the, the, there was <laughs> the extended scared. parts were bad. There, the fucking the, the rock fight was horrible. But some of the scenes, I liked. Were, I liked the, the, the goblin scene. The goblin king and, was pretty cool. Well, let's go back to the start. That of the really movie, weird, like retarded goblin though was kind of fucked up. The dwarves. Of Jabba's little guy, the one that yeah. talks to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we found the dwarves, man. They will not speak. That yeah. thing has a wow. name. What's yeah, his name? Fuck, they all got names, yeah. man. But I thought inside uh, a bag end was fucking yeah. with the it dwarves was, well was awesome, right? Like his like. The songs where they're fucking doing the word, where he's like, yeah. oh, this mess, the and they clean up the fucking head. shit. They clean up everything, and he. he Seeing like, Gandalf well, in me- that non fucking gotta save the world role was pretty good, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. music, like, he's just, literally just chill out. Chill out, smoke and weed, man. Of, uh, the fellowship as well, when he's coming to celebrate Bilbo's uh, yeah, yeah. birthday. But what is going to say as is. As soon as he sees that ring, it's yeah. all fucking Which it kind of It's kind of fucked up, though, because. Then uh, when Elrond looks at the map, and it's like, oh, you can only see it by moonlight, it kind of. And then it kind of like. That you was go, too coinky dink, and tonight's the night. Well, the no, moon. It not, and it's that's, written in Elvish. No, well, it's no, well, it's <laughs> no, it fate that they moons. were to. That, that, that wasn't my no no. Well, oh, no dwarven oh, dwarven text, uh, and Post this is what I'm getting at. The point I'm trying to make is then later on in Fellowship when they're getting into Moira, <laughs> they can't see unless the moon is moon hitting is the. Reflecting. Yeah, but yeah. he forgets. He's like he's like oh yeah. No, what's what's dwarf for friend? Yeah. No, speak, uh, speak, friend, and Even enter. Dwarf door. Yeah. That one has yeah. Elvish. On right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Because it was made when they were friends with the. So uh, you know, what was an, uh, another cool aspect is he had he hasn't named Sting yet. No, but they but they're, they they precursor it. Like every he has to earn every blade it. has a every tail. Blade, right? Goblin yeah. Slayer. No, what was it? Just the Foe Hammer and the Foe Hammer. Goblin Slayer. Goblin Cleaver. Goblin Cleaver. Yeah. I liked and, how the Goblin Sting. King recognized it. too. But Sting isn't named yet. Hold on, but they're all Elven blades. They're all made of the first age. Of made of made of yeah, mithril, not mithril, meth- not made of what, some whatever the whatever. fuck it's made of. How come? How come? Goblin Enchanted. Slayer or the Cleaver doesn't glow? Because Sting glows. All three of them. It did. didn't. All fuck you! It didn't. No, no, I watched. I watched. 
Sting, Sting glows. Sting glows the most. Sting but the glows other the most. glowed in daylight. Even even no, when he pulled out in front of the Goblin King, there it didn't glow. Why wouldn't it? When he learns about the blade later on, isn't it? That it was. I thought only stung was sting glue. Yeah, I thought there was only the one books. that glew. Yeah, in the, in the books, books it they was said only sting, but but, but that was because that's what it was made for. This type right? of metal. I thought it was. Doesn't Gandalf say yeah, these Gandalf weapons? Says this, these weapons. No, I thought he were just made. said this weapon. No, he hasn't found sting yet because he's talking about the first two, and then he finds sting by accident. See? He takes one and Thorin takes one, and then he's like, "Oh, what's and that's that? what they do." That. I want to put a bet on that the other two don't glow. I'm, 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 you're right. Let's go. Wins the next I swear, showing. You know what? You know when they first go into Rivendell, if it's like light reflections house. off of it, that don't no, no. count. From the way I perceived <laughs> it, when they're fighting that uh, group of orcs and everything okay. with the wargs, right before they sneak into the hidden valley. Yep, yep. They're in broad daylight, and as soon as they unsheath, like it's not glowing blue that much in the daylight, but it's like got like a kind of well. There's also glow that, to it. that point in the golem's little fucking cave too, where like where it fl- I like the flicker. flickers out when that orc finally dies, and, and that's when, to let him know two things: one that he's away from the horde of all of the yeah, and that golem is not an orc. An orc. Yeah, an orc. that was sick. I didn't even pick up on that until Steve mentioned that afterwards. Well, there's so much focus on it, right? Like, well, no, even in the book, they, they make would, mention of he's not an orc. Well, he would, he would uh, well, he's make that mistake pretty yeah. easily, right? Mm-hmm. right? I mean, Bilbo would be like, this is just a weird fucking orc. Yeah. Did they hit all the qu- riddles from the book? Uh, it sounded like they did. Three? Three riddles? There were more than three. Three or four. Like, there was three. It was, yeah. it was like three each. Well, I was going to yeah. say, there, there was a real, there's a real yeah, musical component yeah. to The Hobbit, the book. So I did like how they focus on a couple of things of that, right? So Well, the trailer, like the original trailer where they do that dwarf singing, like it gives you chills. Like, it's My brother thing. hated it. The trailer? Really? Yeah, he's like, fucking singing. Fuck, really? dog. <laughs> Fuck, dog. <laughs> Um, it was well done. I liked how the song changed. Like, they're all so jovial until mm-hmm. the guy with the real heart on his yeah, trip comes and he starts singing. And let's like uh, sing it. Sing it. Oh, okay, no, not where you're no, going. Let's talk right. production, man. Like, this is the big, one of the big aspects of this movie, too, was how he went 48 frames per second. What's the difference? Somebody explain to me. What, what, is a, what is a real... Uh, what's another so, movie filmed I did some right research, now? Because me and Tito were talking about it, and I thought for sure that the 3D version was the high frame rate. I, no, did, he, I did a little research. Theaters. IMAX is the high frame rate, and they did a very select few you, with a digital output. We're not a digital output. We still got reels yeah. you know, up onto a digital sound. But oh. they also released we, it regularly in IMAX, yeah. too. And we got the 24 frames per second movie. And which, that's what regularly is being filmed at. Yes. That's, that's the Kay. industry standard. Okay, thank television you. Standard. The, every IMAX... Actually, no. T- TV oh, is 30. 29? Well, 30. regardless, it's, yeah. it's less yeah. than... But 29.97 yeah. digital... Uh, broadcast every IMAX version was uh, 48 frames per second on the 3D every person I talked to well uh, Brody uh, Zach and then a lot of reviews online are saying that there is a huge noticeable difference into the fact that it looks like you're watching a movie being made now this confuses me I am dying That's to see Peter this Peter Travers said Peter Travers said that the, the a double the frame rate gives you the opportunity to kind of see what kind of the magic of cinema can mask at times fluid fluid motion fluid yeah. motion and that takes care of something and even then it's when not super the, fluid it's fluid dirt. when you turn on yeah. the ugly lights at the bar too. well no no it's like um, you've seen British TV shows right from the 80s and 90s yeah, yeah. you know how they look different from American TV shows oh, it's yeah, because heavily. they're shot I, you at, mean current BBC as even, well even then yeah uh, <laughs> it's because the standard in the UK is 25 frames per second their so one, one extra frame, frame is different. makes all the difference that's crazy. Double but, but the thing is it's, the, the reason is we can't see the frequency at which these lights are emanating because yeah. they do they do hit at a frequency but we are used to it 
And that's that's also the reason why some people get migraines under fluorescent lights because yeah. they're actually a different frequency than their lights at home. It's a, almost like a subconscious thing. And yeah, like when you watch a movie and something – say, for example, you see a home video. A lot of home videos back, especially when you were younger and stuff, they were shot at 30 frames per second, which is the same as television. So you watch it and you're just like, this looks home movie-ish. But now, given the advent of like digital cinema and all that, they've been able to emulate the whole 24 frames per second look. Mm-hmm. So that's why like movies – like what we shot, Arkham Rising, shot at 24 frames per second. It looks more cinematic than a home movie would, right? Even though we could have shot it in thirty frames per second, but why would we? Right? It would technically it's better. Technic if in the mind's eye, it should be better because movement is more fluid. But we're so used to seeing that twenty four frames per second being the equivalent of movie yeah. that it just it's jarring to our eyes, right? Interesting. Do you think it was a marketing ploy? Because you're no. now, but you're now getting people that are hunting out high frame rates to see this movie. I think again. it was an attempt to fucking stick it to Avatar. With the mm-hmm. huge 3D amazing cameras, everything, even conceptual drawings for this movie, drawn by two artists in 3D, one with blue, one with red ink, so that they put the glasses on and it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Like it's really crazy how much detail they put into it. But it's just like, what do you do to top Avatar? Double the fucking frame rate. Let's do it. So the one we saw was just 3D 24. 24. Yeah, yeah. That was. Do we like have the? Do we have the 48? Because they have a 3D and a 2D on the go at the movie theater. No, yeah, no. but it's not. It's, 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 okay. it's not digital. We only have reels. The um. And I don't know, I'm just so curious about it because I've been reading a lot and based on what Zach and Brody were saying last night, I really want to check out the high frame rate because apparently this added a shit ton to the budget. But what I'm confused on that I want to talk to you about is how can we see two different versions? Like, do they just slow down the 48? Like, unless they had two cameras that filmed it. 48 frames per second. Yeah. Per second. Yes. They don't slow it down. You're just, it's, you're gonna, they're gonna. How are we see? how is there two different versions they, of the film? They've just slammed. They cut out every yeah. second frame. And it's just the in between motion that our it's, brain yeah. comes out. So it's yeah. not like they did every scene twice, two different cameras. They, they, re, no. they reformatted the movie. And in fact, odds are that the 24 frames per second aren't even reels. They could actually be digital, mm. digital versions that were reformatted from the 48 frames. Yeah, that's the problem because yeah. we still use reels in Mix Cinema 6. Do we? That's what, mm-hmm. I thought that's what I was told anyway. So mm. the first. 3D projector they got was film. So um, I don't know what they're at. No, I, I know the first one was, but... Because uh, that was all the difference between the high frame I rates. think they've moved away from it. it. I know that, well, I know definitely in Edmonton. Uh, let's go on a tour of like Cinema 6. ship yeah. a digital movie than it is cans of... Oh, Edmonton, oh, Edmonton got a lot of the fucking high frame rates, right? Like, yeah, a lot but, of the uh, but no, it, it, like, is, what is it is your butter debate, though? but I mean, like, <laughs> the comparison, the comparison, I honestly... I think a lot of worth the hype is I guess is what I'm asking. Hmm? Thank you, man. Is the 48 frame rate, 48 frames per second worth the hype that it got? Or it's I think uh, I honestly think there is a method to the madness in the sense that 48 frames per second might actually help one of the big issues with 3D right now. I don't know. Uh, I like uh, one of the big problems with 3D, even Avatar 3D, is you still need those glasses. And the problem with those glasses is. If you're not looking at the image straight, if you tilt your head like this, if say for example, you're the or movie, if you're too far over, you go like on this, the right, yeah, on the left, it'll become blurry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So with that being said, movement, movement, uh, movement on a 3D camera. Uh, it's it, you notice the colors. 3D colors have to be brighter yep. for a 3D movie because it's so much it darker with pop. a 3D filter. Yep. That's why Avatar works so well because yep. it's so neonish. Dark it's fucking. Yep. Yeah. And so what I'm getting at the 48 frames per second might actually help in the sense that it actually compensates for a lot of this darkness and actually creates for smoother images especially like that rock the rock fight the that like no that's really dark that that seems really dark and i'm sure that it would really help like uh yeah. w- one of the movies i noticed really sucked in 3d was uh thor 
uh, it was one because it was a 3D conversion. You but saw two. Th- I didn't know it was released in 3D. 3D, 3D conversion is yeah, so they easy did. to tell now. Yeah, if they don't do it well, if they don't do it well. Avengers uh, was converted. Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon personally supervised that. Thing. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's true. a conversion. Yeah, it's good goal. But they oh, have no, to do the, the work. Uh, there was a lot of CGI and the CGI effects. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah but what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at, is the reason they, Thor sucked they, in 3D is because all the stuff that took place in Asgard, especially that big battle scene on the frost, the frost giant world, very dark, and the movements are, and you notice it in 3D, the movements are kind of like a little bit more mm. blurry and stuff. So I would say that the 48 frame per, frames per second would actually help. Help that, help like that actually make it look, it. actually make it look mm. more normal, more as it were. That that would be my my logic. Mm-hmm. If I were, if I had to kind of like uh, deconstruct it, I would say, yeah, forty eight frames per sec- per second might help for the three D conversion. And honestly, that's probably what uh, Peter Jackson might have been thinking. He's like, well, I don't want to shoot in three D cameras because I don't feel comfortable shooting in three D cameras. Mm-hmm. We'll shoot in regular cameras. We'll up the frame rate so that when we convert it in three D, yep. it'll look it just as sweeping and just as grand as it would on the twenty four frames. Yeah, because you're right. Because Hobbit wasn't shot on three D. We should cameras, call him and so. ask. Yeah. Well, okay. next time we're having beer with Peter Jackson, we'll uh, get his. Don't be sarcastic. All New we might be able to make this happen. Number. Some of the scenes were shot on right? 3D. I didn't think they were. I'm like, okay, we have a scene. Not that I know of. No. <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay. I, I thought well, that was at least like, they, they <laughs> planned from the start. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was. I think it was going to be a high frame rate conversion from the get go, right? But okay, if it, you guys had the chance, if you guys had a full say in a huge blockbuster movie. 3D or not depends. Not depends only if it furthers the story. Properly. Depends yeah. on the spectacle of the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. if it's a romance, no. Do you know silly. why? Well, I, I, I'll, explain, I'll explain why. Like yeah, a bit action blockbuster. This, this, I guess this is why I like The Hobbit in 3D, <laughs> and it's the Leave first. Yeah, in 3D. Here, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a, a good mail in 3D. The, go ahead. This is why I like The Hobbit in 3D, and it's the only movie I've actually liked in 3D. Because the they Avengers? didn't. No, no. Ah, uh, no. I didn't like it in Locked 3D. IMAX um, was incredible. The, I didn't see it in IMAX. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. Moving on. I saw it at Fort McMurray's fucking theater. So, anyways, the reason I like the that Captain in 3D America. Is, no, that's they, a tree. They did. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that hog got real fucking bad. <laughs> so my my problem is, they or should. the thing I hate about 3D is when it's uh, Resident Evil is the, like the prime example. It's the first movie they filmed in 3D, 3D. with those cameras, yep. and it was shit. The big like. Oh, it's coming out at you. Oh, when they, yeah. Hobbit, I barely noticed it was 3D. Like, it, like for the fact of shit coming out at you, or like if they shot an arrow, well, it, didn't it was like, like it wasn't like that. It was like it was. It was just to, like he said. It was to add to it. It, it like, was to make the scenics like, make your mind the awesome. Awesome. and that's What's exactly it. That's yeah. what. That's what I want 3D for. That's what I'm this gay shit, I, it drives me nuts. Spider-Man was bad for the last fucking scene. I yeah. think mm-hmm. that like the rules should be in filmmaking, if you're going to be using 3D, that it, it, there's inevitably going to be two-dimensional versions, whether it be in the theaters or when you convert it back to home video. And once so it comes out, out on TV, I remember watching Journey to the Center of the Earth or whatever mm-hmm. with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Piece mm-hmm. of shit. And uh, <laughs> in like, a hotel room and in 2D... And, like, the scenes where you can tell something's meant to be 3D, like, well, now I'm just watching how this would have looked kind of cool in 3D. And it just really takes you right out of the Hobbit. You don't have that hookiness. The notorious one was was Christopher Nolan putting his foot down. They wanted Dark Knight Rises in 3D. He said no. I I would have loved it in 3D. And, of course, Warner Brothers like, okay. (laughs) But none of that hokey shit. Like, it it would have been amazing. Like, uh, my my perfect example, when we saw Prometheus, Mm -hmm. the first ten minutes of that movie with the scenery, all that. It wasn't 3D. Like... 
But if that was in 3D, that would have blown my mind even more. Like I, I remember but sitting the there with, with you and New Like Ashley just said, when it goes deeper into the film yeah. instead of if coming out, if it pops out at you, then it's like uh, actually that's that's probably the best. It is. Prometheus, where they done it was it was 3D. Whenever they were in that visor, 3D vision. I can't remember this. Yeah, the HUD vision was and it looked awesome because it was you seen the HUD and then you seen the film behind it. Titanic was actually a really good conversion. Yeah, you saw that on a date. Like I know. I, and when, you I know how they made fun of it in the on, uh, honest yeah. trailer for it. We're like a movie yeah. with more waving, yeah. and more waving, but in 3D though. converted. I was like, those waves look phenomenal. This is beautiful. Well, what did What did he say? It's uh, 2.5D is what he called it because he yeah, it they like shot, he, he went through great lengths to like. Uh, normally when they do a 3D conversion if say for example right now me looking at you guys in the studio we would say this is layer 1 this is the most front layer this yep. will be layer 2 that will be layer 3 but what uh, James Cameron went further to that and said like layer 1 layer 2 layer slightly a little bit behind 2 yep. layer, layer you 3 you 2 and layer so he 4 did like don't so pop out your primary he, image you gotta pop he, out he fucking the whole frame yeah. he worked at making sure everything frame in, in by each, frame in, in each in each scene had its own depth as opposed to being in and that's the problem with a lot of the 3D conversions a lot of 3D conversions filming. they will clump things it's like all yeah, all the actors will be on this layer yeah, yeah. all of this all the backgrounds will be on this layer yeah. some of the stuff will be on this layer Hollywood I hope you're listening to this because like you'll no, make so much know. money but they already know but they don't do it that's why, uh, it's, it's, that's why Avengers wasn't with too bad because too. The, the, the directors that should be part of the director's job is to oversee the conversions this is how we this is how you know uh, over the directors just trying to get well I suppose not fully thing but whether it hearts in the project or not, James Cameron says the only reason why he's going to do Titanic 3D is if he personally does the 3D conversion process. Josh, Wheaton. well, no, he's championing it. Not that, not that it wasn't him. Oh, that they want to re-release in 3D. He's like he wanted to re-release it in 3D because well, he is the 3D champion. He's the, the reason. Year of the 100th anniversary. Uh, yeah. I thought he was thinking of the ship too. I thought Fox tried to convince him. What? Yeah. No, he's he's the no. whole. He is the whole reason why 3D has even made the big comeback it has because. Avatar was like he that yeah, camera was invented like, for, for Avatar that movie. You know, I agree yeah. with you on that I've one. Never seen Avatar. You never seen Avatar? It's pretty good. It's, yeah. Apparently, it's a fun movie. It's a typical story, I mean, but it's a great fucking. I know so many movie. people who want to like suck James Cameron off because of that movie. No, no, and, and he it does looks it well. Really good on the screen, and he does it well. One? The storytelling is all there. Know. You haven't seen? It? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just don't like everyone's bitching about the story. Like obviously don't go in expecting fucking mind blowing shit. It, just, it looks amazing. The storyline's solid. It's a fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, with that being said, I mean, the, 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 I guess the debate rages on. But the, but my, my big issue is I think we're still not at that point where 3D is good enough. 3D needs to be no glasses. You need to walk into that yeah, theater. It's coming. It's going to happen. I really enjoyed um, – um, And at home, In Hobbit, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the first scene with, like, when it, when it went into, like, the mountain – yeah, mm-hmm. and then it was like down. I was like, "Ooh, cool! I'm looking down." Um, they found the Arkham awesome. stone. Yeah, yeah. Which that I feel so cool. is that is that a, ma- a that major the- plot in in the Hobbit? They they seem to it's not major, but it's in there. They seem to focus on like later on when they when Smog dies. Smog dies. Yep. Um, Smog dies. Smog dies. <laughs> he gets desperate. Oh god! Okay. <laughs> no, that was a previous joke with Totsky. Um, d- is it recovered? Does that? Play a pivotal role in further. Like it I just think it does. Like they made a, well, I think it'll. Made a I think it'll be key be because it's kind of like the ring. But remember, Smog he armors his stomach with jewels. Mm-hmm. I would. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna assume that they incorporate 
that gem in like there the somewhere. centerpiece is where it becomes they pop it off and that, that exposes bling, his bitch. stomach finally for the killing okay, blow because yeah. that was the whole I, thing I dragons are cast away though dragons can't be killed except for their stomachs which aren't scaled right? what was the Buddy, joke yeah. what was the joke that we did when we were going for pancakes it was fucking uh, uh, smog going up to smog and it's Sean Connery <laughs> I am the last one <laughs> I am the last one um, what oh, I was going to say is though uh, I mean that's all well and awesome that they're doing awesome technology now for movies but like let's talk the other direction I mean the, the one of the big problems that they're having right now is when movies are now being released on Blu-ray is like the shittiness of how they were able to make something passable back then is now like oh shit now it yeah. doesn't hide it as well um, one really good movie for hiding shit is actually um, uh, Death Planet uh, Roberto Rodriguez he intentionally made the movie shitty Planet he gave Terror, it that whole mean? Planet Terror sorry yeah. Death Planet uh, <laughs> is Planet like, Terror is there a Robert Rodriguez movie yeah. I haven't seen <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> the two of them Death, uh, death <laughs> Race but, death no, no, but, Planet, but Terror. Planet Terror <laughs> specifically because he essentially, he essentially made it he so gave good. it made it look like shitty old film yeah. So that he could hide it's, that the CGI wasn't perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it was really a brilliant idea. If you see Often the most CGI scenes have like a f- wobble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but it makes the movies that much better. Like these weird uh, frame cuts that he does that make stunts possible and Missing all that. Missing scenes. Yeah, it, it's really really cool. Yeah. And and like the well, thing their is, goal was to to relive, right? But th- th- that's what I'm getting at is all of these tools are nice and fancy and cool, but they need to at the end of the day. They're just tools to tell a story. So what I'm getting at is like, don't make something 3D if it isn't like your intention meant to. to, do it to yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, like obviously, Cameron had something to prove. And the truth of the matter is, you watch Avatar in home video without the 3D, and you're like, this is a really bright movie. Mm-hmm. But it was bright because so to compensate for the fact that he knew people are gonna be wearing these glasses and it's, and it's fucking, gonna be darker. And, it's, and, and it like a, it's like an introduction to it as well. I mean, yeah. 3D's been around for a long, long time now. Yeah. And, it's almost like it took the third coming of it, the third advent of technology, for it to really catch on. Well, like, yeah. it, it was like I'll never forget. Like, why did you like Avatar? Like, I'll I can tell you right now what I loved about Avatar so much, and I even saw it in the shitty Fort McMurray theater. Is as soon as they cut to that first night that he spent on Pandora, where it was dark and they had all those neon shit in the trees. And yeah, I remember yeah. watching that and going, "This is fucking incredible! This looks yeah. Yeah. fucking amazing." Right? Yeah, and, and the thing was it the 3D that made it amazing, or was it the fucking how he filmed it? Like right? honestly, True. like there is nothing that that guy can't get done now in Hollywood because of the fact that like he solidified. Well, I mean, even with with Avatar, like it was like the Top whole th- two grossing. Yeah, world. but his his his, <laughs> th- his whole his whole chip was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this movie Avatar, and it's like back in like 97, 98, he's like, yeah, my main character is gonna be 15 feet tall, and they're like, okay, so we'll do these prosthetics. Like, no, we're gonna do it all computer, and they're yeah. like, that doesn't exist ten years, yet. So we're gonna I wait. Need, I need ten years. So <laughs> I'm gonna go back into my cryo chamber. Wake yeah. me in ten years. I'm, gonna, I'm going to the bottom of the ocean to look around for yeah. a bit. Well, that, that, we'll fuck that's so funny though, because uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, South Park does such a good bit on that. It's like it's like uh, James Cameron. He's like, "You did it, James. Uh, you raised the bar again." Because there's a literal bar, and he's got to raise it. And he goes to the ocean to to raise the bar, and then and it's like he's like, "Don't thank me." James Cameron doesn't do what James Cameron does for James Cameron. James, James Cameron, Cameron does what James Cameron, Cameron does because he is James Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> it just walks away. Wow. And I'm like, well, no, but at the end of the day, he's not doing it to prove shit to people. He's doing it because he wants to tell these stories yep. and he wants to do it his way. And from what I hear, he's like a fucking dick to work under, though. Like, there's been, like, he's had, like, some of the most epic freakouts on sets. And it's just like, well, what the fuck are you going to tell him? Like, 
like you're wrong. Like he hasn't the only been. The thing wrong. I'm worried though is Avatar two. That story wasn't meant to be a second hey, one until every, the podcast, hey. Terminator two. Terminator was oh, never ever, it was never meant to have a sequel, and he was like, "I'm going to make Terminator 2. And series. like, it's crazy. It's true. There's this spe- in the special edition in the booklet. It's like he went up to Fox and he's like, "This is the second Terminator," and they're like, "Oh, he doesn't. He's not built. It's not going to be Ar- no Arnie's going to be the hero in this one. This is the other Terminator." And he's like, "Why is his chest made out of water?" <laughs> no, no, he's, not- he's going to be liquid metal. Okay, so how are you going to do this? That's true. Like I'm not gonna put on past the guy. Like I said, Stan he, Winston. He has the yeah. first two, uh, the top two gross. Like not just two within the top ten. He has number one and number two highest grossing movies of all time. Like that blows my fucking mind. Yeah. But I just don't like when people add to a story. To hopefully he's not just trying to make money. Obviously he's not. Um, Is, isn't Arkham Rising just adding to a story? <laughs> We're not doing it to make money because we <laughs> oh, can. No. We did we it out of love. Stories that we, we can make money. Let's give some final thoughts and some ratings on Hobbit. Christian, you want to start us off, there, buddy? I love the casting. I love the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who plays th- I, I'm going to fuck his name up, but Oakenshield, Thorin, 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 Thorin Oakenshield. Uh, he is yeah. he is part of. Pretty easy. I actually saw him maybe three. three months ago when I started watching the BBC's Robin Hood. He actually plays. Not the sheriff, but he plays his underling, oh. and I really liked him as a character. He's a sh- he, the character's a shitty person, but he plays it really well. So when I saw the poster and I saw his face on, I was like, "Oh shit, this is going to be pretty good." The guy playing uh, Bilbo, love him as an love. actor. He does that. He does that awkward stare. The yeah, he's a hobbit. Yeah. And the he guy, plays oh, it's well. like, he is the like his, exemplification of his what a hobbit with be. the pipe when he meets Gandalf was yeah. phenomenal. It was Amazing. the whole Good Morning scene, which yeah. is yeah. great in the book. So yeah, good, it, like it's, it's yeah, oh, yeah. perfect, perfect, perfect. So he's, I, I think he was perfect for it. Um, touching off, besides that, uh, love the movie was. I want to say I was excited. This is the most underwhelmed I've ever been for a movie mm-hmm. that I was excited to see. So I'm excited for it, but completely underwhelmed. They released the soundtrack months early. They had production videos. They had behind the scenes. They had literally, I think there was probably easily 20 hours of shit released. Prior. Like a year prior. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? What I hated about those Did his promotion videos, manager fucking just graduate grade three? Was? Yeah. Like it just it, it made me so frustrated. Instagrams I knew so on much the set. about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> what? Instagram photos from the Instagramming. sets. But like I it just it, it made me crazy. Like you're not promoting it. You're fucking giving everything away. The fact that you released the soundtrack, which to an epic as Lord of the Rings. Was. No, I agree, I agree with that. I agree with the whole soundtrack thing. Nuts. I, I, I had a chip on my shoulder about movies and listening to the soundtracks before watching them. It takes mm-hmm. you out of it because if, like, if I listened, if I listened to the drive soundtrack, the scene, like one of my favorite soundtracks right now is Drive. If I listened to that soundtrack previous to watching the movie, I probably wouldn't have watched the movie. Watching it with the movie, I almost cry at yeah, scenes. Yeah, because yeah. it's so credits, intense. It's so going and like such a killer beat in the background. Scott, when the credits drive. started, I was on iTunes. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! Sorry. When the credits started, I was on iTunes. Yeah, it was just like that soundtrack was phenomenal. done. It's a, mm-hmm. like I, I just I think the uh, Did promotion. We expect anything less? That's the thing, though. Like, like what do you mean? It, like, I expected trailer, trailer. Uh, maybe a little bit behind. No, no, the I was talking soundtrack. Oh, like, okay. Was anyone expecting a shitty soundtrack? You know what I mean? No, like, it's going to be an epic fucking. I was expecting the Shire see- theme that they played. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can Can you see any other movie doing this? It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to the regular formula and breaking out of the regular formula and trying something new. That's cool. It didn't work. I was just. I was. I was 
doting going to this movie. I really didn't want to go. Well, because I have already felt I knew everything. One of the biggest uh, had seen a missed lot opportunities is the releases of the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. Had uh, a wiser man or a more planned ahead person would have said a year leading towards The Hobbit being released, they finally released the extended editions, which have almost over an hour of content each. 50 minutes for the Yeah, exactly. So the idea would be like, just take you back to Middle Earth and add to the mythos and it's just like but instead they just like they blew their loads so fucking early yeah. oh, I yeah. can't stop coming but, and each time they came out with a new extended <laughs> edition too, yeah. it's like this one comes with and this one comes with yeah. Gollum but the but, it, it, yeah but the truth yeah, of the matter is that um, was good though that uh, the uh, the Lord of the Rings <laughs> are known to being kind of probably the most well documented movie series of all time like with everything three months of special yeah everything <laughs> has been really really well documented <laughs> this is like over 10 hours of bonus footage over one year's worth of bonus footage 10 years are in the making so that's, that's mine give us a rating 2013 I give it an 8 out of 10 8 out of 10 yeah it, I, it didn't live up to Lord of the Rings just because uh, I, I prefaced with it's a child's story or yeah. aimed more at that and um, the plot holes that you guys talked about but for 3D for a good sit down be entertained for three hours and ten minutes, whatever it was. I'll watch it again, time and time and time and time again. I was hoping for the Pacific Rim trailer at the beginning. Ugh, really not excited for that movie. Oh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I am not excited for that Ash, at all. Final thoughts, rating? Um, oh, he actually asked you. Yay! I feel special. <laughs> Sorry, Dotson. <Yeah>. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the YMM podcast. Thank you for. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> this is why. Well, um, um, in considering like what you said about their like build up, I guess I think the coolest thing was that they did. I think like right before Lord of the Rings came out, Air New Zealand like did a yeah. viral campaign, and they did it again for the Hobbit, did and they? it's got yeah, yeah, too, yeah. yeah it's it's. Really cool. uh, I brought it up on my it's phone. A bunch of dwarves on a plane. It's, it's yeah, it's terrible. it's all so different. It's it's motherfucking dwarves <laughs> on this motherfucking plane. No, like it's it's called an unexpected briefing, and it's the Air New <laughs> really? Zealand. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's, it's hilarious. Though. Like we should actually watch it like it's right away here. But um, and Peter Jackson has a little cameo and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's really cute. Like they have like people dressed up as all different. Yeah, all different characters from like the Lord of the Rings Hobbit kind of thing and and they um, they had like a little competition if you like you had to find like the Alvin script like so many times throughout the video and then you could win tickets to the premiere in New Zealand as well as plane tickets on your New Zealand flights and shit tell me okay one thing I find with Lord of the Rings and it has been it's such of like a, a Kiwi it's just like Oh, this is shot in New Zealand. Like, there's such an emphasis, huge where, emphasis. Uh, why? Like, you don't see, because he's from New Zealand, Dick. Yeah. Well, no, like, <laughs> they have nothing else going. You don't for see. Like, no, don't take this. That. From them. It's not just that. It's <laughs> wow. New Zealand. New Zealand has a landscape for it. Peter Jackson's from New Zealand. Where to workshop? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty much. But no, what workshop? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, when yeah. the movie shot in England, you don't see all, everyone from the Wait UK it. going like, like W E T A. They're the guys. Oh who my did, like, god, it's shot in a fucking like. You know what I mean? Look, look there, at um, the huge scale of it. I mean, the the guy, the person who made the original One Ring, is a jewelry maker in New Zealand. Like he 
did everything out of home. Like, it's it's crazy. So ingrained in, like, everything about it is, uh, like, production value from New Zealand. They created Hobbiton in New Zealand. Huge scale movie that won several awards and is, you know, huge grossing at the box office. Like, it's... uh, if we're Canadian, we'd be fucking. This is a Canadian movie. Fair enough. No, I just, I was always just curious, right? Like, New Zealand, like, because there was New always Zealand, such an emphasis put on where it was. I'm just like, like, New Zealand is actually a lot more often than you think. You didn't see us go on the assassination of Jesse James by with that fucking bullshit title and just be like, that was shot before it ever to Actually, we did. <laughs> it was a lot. It was pretty was blown, like, all over like, the national news. Yeah. I applied to be an extra in that movie. Did you really? Yeah. Did you tell him how much the title sucked? Such a long fucking title, man. It's the title of the book. It was a huge turnaround for us. Jesse James has been better, not by the coward Robert Ford at fucking High Noon and fucking... Directed by, written. (laughs) It's it's like, it's not a secret that New Zealand's economy is in shit, like serious crap at the moment. And Lord of the Rings, like, turned it around for us for years. And now Hobbit's doing it again. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's become, it's the tourist destination again because Mm -hmm. The Hobbit was filmed there. Good point. Yeah, and there's so many movies that are shot in New Zealand that, like, I can be like, "That's a native tree to New Zealand. It's shot in New Zealand." Here's the and they don't ever advertise it, but Lord here's of the, Rings, the main they thing: just um, how many movies take place in Los Angeles and New York? Tons. Yeah, as well as London, mm. like James Bond, <laughs> London. Right? Yeah, you think yeah. about that. Um, Middle Earth is described as kind of like this kind of fantasy. other world, the yeah. fantasy world, right? So wherever they shoot it. Obviously, they're going to take great pride into the fact that this is the adaptation mm-hmm. of that, right? Coupled with the fact that, like I, like I was saying, like a great admiration for Peter Jackson because he's very much a do-it-yourself type filmmaker. Yep. And because he's so he's do-it-yourself, he's like, why do this in a studio if all I have to do is shoot this and this and this yeah, and this yeah. in this one and location? New right? Zealand so, is one of the only places in the world where you will get all of those landscapes in such a small area. Where, where like, do the owls live again? Rivendale. That exists in New Zealand? No, not specifically. No, but I mean like landscape You've never seen wise. that big waterfall epic pan shot? I could, I could show New Zealand you drops you off somewhere. right there. No, but, but like, and you, like, there's, in the South Island specifically, you, it's maybe a three hour drive between all of the landscapes used between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Wow. Like trying to find all of those landscapes, like in North America, well, you'd be driving for days. Apparently, he did scour the world. Like, I mean, you take a look at um, Dark Knight Rises, and they had, I think, like six or seven locations, like around the world. Any James Bond movie, like that's half of the what you do to make it. Is you're like, let's pick, let's just spin the globe. Just let's, yeah. let's just find really, yeah. really interesting places exactly. to shoot. Yeah. shoot. And, yeah. and he, so he literally did that. Peter Jackson looked at several locations around the world, like had scouts with cameras and everything, sending him images. And then he's and like, then he's why not do like, it at home? I, I think it was. Just walks out his back door and he's like, visiting, and he's Mordor, like, Shire. Let's just do it all here, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I literally turned I like how I said, I love how I said your street name, not Riverdale. Derp. They stop chasing us if you damn if you cut off that damn getaway music. Oh, that's wicked. So okay, final, so sorry, I just I was always just curious. No, that's okay. Um Final thoughts and rating, my dear. Well, obviously I love like the landscape. <laughs> See, every Kiwi is okay. just like I love it. Wait, well, Did you know it was filmed in New Zealand? <laughs> There's, there's, there's nothing like it. No, like, true. nothing like seeing home mm, on the big welcome. screen. That's true. Yeah. If it was a Fort McMurray film, I'd just be like, ah. Which what? apparently it was at one point, if it remembers. 
not really, but remember mm-hmm. that stupid Oaks they did? Oh, they yeah. shoot motors. Oh, yeah, yeah God. Yeah. Oh, yes, I remember that. And I'm like, are you heart, fucking heart, joking? Heart. Um, eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah. Eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. Okay, we got eight. We got eight and a half. Stevie? Um, yeah, my major complaint with it, and like, first of all, I loved it. That is the bottom line. Yeah. Because it's basically at this point, like, Peter Jackson, take my money. I will go see the trilogy, even though I think it should have been one or two movies. I just I will be there for every minute, every second of the extended editions that are going to inevitably come out. Mm. Like I'm there for it, yeah. but it was bloated. It didn't need to be this big. I feel like I feel like had Peter Jackson, or you know what? If I I feel like if Guillermo del Toro had stuck with it uh, and the circumstances had worked out, it would have been a, a little bit of a different. Feel it would have been a different beast. Or had Peter Jackson had the reins from the start, it was kind of like halfway through. Getting ready to film. I don't know. I don't know if they were in principal photography or not yet. But still, like, plans were best laid, and then shit got fucked up. And you you can tell. It's it's palpable in the movie that it wasn't as finely tuned and finely envisioned by one guy and his epic team as it was with the first trilogy. And is that going to spill over into the second and third? Do you think? I'm hoping not. See, that's because they're filming. Are they filming all three at the same time? Ish. They did do that again. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there, there's always reshots, right? There, yeah, there's certain uh, aspects of it. Like I said, were regurgitated out of Lord of the Rings into this one, and I had that as a main complaint when I saw it the first time. Second time, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's still there, but maybe that's just because it's the first in the trilogy. Maybe that's like, remember all this cool shit that you guys saw ten years ago? Well, it's back, and we're just getting started. You know? like, <laughs> I feel like. I'm hoping anyway. That's like my fanboy. Fanboy. Just get him warmed up. So, based on the fact that I think that the next two are going to be fucking awesome, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a nine. (laughs) It's so bloated, though. It's so bloated. Nine for the hopefuls. Yeah. I think I gave Avengers 10. Uh, I can't remember. It's on the show. Yeah. You know what? No, I'm going to jump down to an eight and a half. (laughs) I am. am. That's good. I can't give it a nine. Tito, final thoughts? Uh, Well, um,. One of the things I really like to gauge movies by is by something I heard during the while well, listening to the commentary track of uh, Vanilla Sky, and that is like <laughs> when Cameron Crowe made Vanilla Sky, his whole intention behind that movie was this could be a movie that you're flipping channels at two or three in the morning, you can't sleep, and it's on TV, and you let the movie wash over you, but it's Bring it's compelling enough. Dream. Yeah, well, it's compelling enough to keep your attention, right? And. Uh, there's movies that I feel that way about. Like if I if I see oddly enough, like a lot of people pan it, but Incredible Hulk, Incredible Hulk, the newer one. I'll if I'm watching TV and that movie's on, I will watch it. Right? Like I'll sit and watch it. Whereas opposed, to if it was like the Ang Lee Hulk, I will probably change the channel. Or uh, actually, the movie by this standard that kind of is almost a perfect movie is uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, if it's even if it's in the middle or towards the end of that movie, You'll and, you're, and watch. I've never yeah. sat down and watched Goodfellas, it's but I've seen it so many times. It's so <laughs> grabbing, right? Yeah. And so uh, it, I guess the point I'm trying to get to is the fact that like the Hobbit doesn't seem like that movie to me, and the pr- and the problem with that is because Lord of the Rings was great because it was something no one had ever seen before, mm-hmm. very much like Star Wars, right? And you're just like. 
And like uh, my problem with it is like you can't go home again. And the pro- and the bigger problem was that I really felt they should have actually tried. Like you were saying, oh, I'd be so pissed off if they made it a kids movie. I'm like, why not try that though? They needed to they needed to hold it up by a completely different standard. And uh, because of the fact that it was written by a completely different standard, yeah. so my big problem with it is like there's a too much. Uh, fan service in the sense of uh, Lord of the Rings. It's like it's really trying hard to be like, remember Lord of the Rings? This is this connects to Lord of the Rings. This is how it happens. <laughs> and I mean, everyone's seen Lord of the Rings. Like everyone in the world has seen Lord of the Rings. It's won Oscars. It's 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 one of the definitive trilogies, right? And everyone's like, oh yeah, it's one of the few trilogies that is able to. You know, beat the trilogy curse, and I think, well, it doesn't really count as that because it was pre-written as a trilogy. It wasn't really, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but like I watched it and why it didn't. It, it just like it was one of those movies. I'm just like, oh, this is exactly you could flip what I was channels, expecting. Flip back half an yeah. hour later, and like, yeah, you, you haven't really thing. missed much, you and you're just much, like. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll watch it for like watch five fucking minutes talking. And then flip. No, and, and, and walking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah, and there'll be like there'll they be a walking. Scene, there'll be a scene I really talking like, about. but then I'll, I might change the channel, right? And and so on that, I gotta be honest, I, I like I six, well, six. Yeah, I, it's just it's four. just like it barely it barely grabs my attention. And I was like sitting in the theater, I'm like, yeah, this is fun and everything, but the thing is like. The parts of the book that I liked that was in it, it did really well. And and honestly, it, it this this could have been a ninety minute movie. Like this first part could have been a ninety minute movie. They could have broken up broken it up into two 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 hour movies. Would have been fine. But the um, I'm kind of on the same page as you, but uh, for a different reason. For the fact that uh, oh wait, did you score it? Yeah, six six. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, for the fact six that I think the difference with this one is the fact that I think the bar for me was raised so much. For the Lord of the Rings, that I think that hurt this movie. As soon as we seen Fellowship of the Ring, we knew he was doing the other two. Everyone's like, "So when's he doing the Hobbit? We gonna do the Hobbit? We can't wait to see the Hobbit. I can't wait to see Peter Jackson do the Hobbit." For ten fucking years, everyone <laughs> wanted to see this movie. I think that's the reason why he released all the production videos. Hey guys, I'm doing it. I'm doing the movie. Everyone Get wants to see. Get off my fucking back. Uh, everyone wants to see. <laughs> It was the bar was raised so high before the fucking ink was even. So the hype's already there. Why do you have to do the promotion? Why why do shitty promotion like that? Well, <laughs> shitty subjective, sir. You uh, to me, I like the production videos. I thought the only thing I hated was that it was blurred out. Release them after. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, oh. Anyway, you could have not watched the bar them. was raised for this movie. I didn't watch them. The so high, the expectations were so high. This movie was flawed, I think, from I the get-go. The, so you got everyone expecting this. Everyone expecting this massive Lord of the Rings style. What they just saw. Yeah. All of a sudden, Del Toro starting. Hey, right on. We got someone new. This is going to be even better. I was excited for his creature design. For this, sure. this it, Del Toro got kicked out, or he went his separate ways. Peter Jackson's back. Peter Jackson's trying to resurrect this from Wait. not the dead, but from uh, trying try to get it from back purgatory. on right course. Right. So the movie was flawed from the get-go. Did I enjoy it? Ooh. Yes. Did not want to. Did, did not want to not see it. I, I wanted to see it. Glad we went opening night. Would have paid a lot of money to go see a premiere in Summer Special, too. Totally dug the movie. Felt it was bloated. I had such high expectations for it. It, it was one of the first movies that didn't meet my bar. And, and that was that was a shocking to me. Uh, like I said, it was great to watch. The characters was, was all, like the character scenes. Like the troll scene was excellent. The Schmeagel scene was excellent. Some parts that were fucking bloated, and I'm like, it's pretty much right on par with Tito said that it was just really, really long at times. Cut it down, excellent 90 minute, two hour movie. But my expect my expectations would have still been way up there, and I, I would have would never have met my bar. So 
with that said, uh, I, usually, I usually do out of five. I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll go out of ten for this one. I'm going to be right on par with Tito and just be like five and a half, six, maybe, maybe seven. So if, two if, and a half or a three out of five. I love it. You're like five and a half. Six, five and a half. Maybe six, seven. No, I'm just thinking if I watch it again, and I might give it okay, No, watch again. No, watch again. Right, right now. We should watch it Right now? Okay, right now? Six. I'll, I'll go with. There we I'll, go. I'll go with six. Uh, I'm not going to put anything below five because anything below five, I'll just be like, "Fuck! Why did I do this?" There's only one movie that I was ever like that. Alexander, fucking hated Alexander. But anyway, weird, I'll watch that tonight. Weird direction. Okay. That was weird. That's her. All right, for this edition of Cinephiles, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. Christian McNeil. Ashcake Squiggle. Steve Reeve. We'll see you next release date. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you at the movies. <laughs> no, that's what CJ likes us. God damn it, CJ. God damn it. Cinephiles, part of the Wyman Podcast Network.